are listening to the Golden Voice Podcast, and I'm your host, Jarvis Smith. We're here for the season one finale of the Golden Voice Podcast, and it has been an honor for the last 14 weeks to tap in with you each and every Wednesday. And if you're new to the Golden Voice Podcast, I want to say thank you for giving us a little bit of your time, and you're actually coming in at the perfect time because you can now binge listen all of our previous episodes, which include interviews featuring Sleigh Bells, Cam Girl, Uffy, Sizzy Rocket, Yell, Jameson, Brick, Bianca Ray, and Cole Kushna, and including this interview right here. Now I'm gonna save all my sentimental and season finale-ish for you at the end of the episode because I wanna jump right into this week's special guest. Because today, we're speaking to a guest who knows no bounds when it comes to creating, crafting, and producing some of the most melodic and soulful grooves that blend styles of indie, jazz, R&B, and hip hop together in a seamless musical composition. Don't believe me? Then you need to check out our guest's latest EP, These Days, which embodies all these elements and more. But I could be wrong. Maybe you may have already heard today's guest songs, such as her breakout single, Infrastructure, which was featured in the hit TV show, Insecure, during season four of the series. And at the time of this episode coming out, today's guest has already released amazing singles such as Places, Greatness, and Problems, showcasing her continued evolution as a singer, songwriter, musician, and performer. If you don't know who I'm talking about, it's the genre-defining artist, Saint Panther. I caught up with St. Panther to talk about her come up in SoCal, her start in music, the creation of infrastructure, where she sees her sound going in 2022, and so much more. So let's go ahead and get this conversation started. St. Panther, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing good. You know, just starting the morning over here in East L.A., Okay, in East LA, that's what's up. You know, I, I definitely want to know more about, you know, your history and your background. I usually like to start my interviews just in the beginning about people's origins because, you know, you're originally from um, Southern California, uh, from the Orange County area, correct? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Newport and raised in Irvine. I actually live in Orange County myself, in North OC. Um, I'm originally from Illinois. And uh, so I'm just kind of curious to know from your experiences growing up, what was your childhood like growing up in Orange County? Man, I was just recently doing a deep dive through like some VHSC tapes of like my childhood. And it was, it, it was bright. Like, you know, as a child, you have like the safety and space to, to create and get close to music and play outside and kind of have this certain upbringing where you're in a melting pot with a lot of different people. So the older you're getting, it's, it feels like such an experimental like area because there's so many different people and there's so many different views that you grow up next to and it feels like there's a bunch of people still like sorting their space through it like things historically that you know weren't accepted when I was growing up back then are the normal now so that's wonderful seeing those spaces get made while I was growing up um so for me it was kind of like finding my space in all of that as a gay person as a brown person in these highly conservative communities for me it was a like really independent journey of of discovering my identity and and feeling safe and kind of like rising above the ashes of like conforming to you know my surroundings and and feeling like a little smaller and and you know finding ways to fit in all that you know so it was such a learning space of like 
where people come together, you know, you find a lot of dynamics about the world pretty quick. Like for me, it was just, you know, really interesting growing up in the OC, you know? Yeah, you actually talked about that a little bit in, a, in an article that I came across called um, On the Orange Coast, um, like a publication that you did a while back. And you talked about, you know, having some experiences of uh, bullying and and stuff like that, just that you encountered, you know, coming up, if I'm correct there. And um, even this might be even some of the origins of where your name comes from. Little Panther initially was your first um, performing name and it came from your father, from, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and, and he and if I'm correct, he was uh, you know talking about just how that you know how certain things that you were experiencing, how you just had that energy in you, and 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 I think that just listening to you now talking about just your how things are changing, but just what you've encountered coming up, I think that you know it, it's it's something that is important to notate just that growth and evolution just from that standpoint of like how that has you know inspired and influenced your music over time and, and I guess that's something I'm kind of curious to learn more about you know as you were going through your journey creating music and stuff like that coming from you know Orange County what were some of those early musical memories that maybe helped you during those challenging times of like you know coming from a conservative background that weren't open do you remember those songs or maybe artists that you were going to maybe for comfort or something like that at that time early early on it was like Amy Winehouse for me she was she was speaking directly to me and just experiences that I was going through at the time like you know but their early musical memories for me were kind of like finding that there were a lot of other musicians around in the county that we could make musical experiences together and that for me was like kind of like the lighting torch in a way of like we could all come together to build something together and make music ourselves, which for me was like early high school, like finding a group of people that just like made music daily as much as I did. And we just created moments like that together, which, which you know, it fed us and, and kept us energized with like a vision that, you know, making music was was the way through it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's almost sound like when I was hearing about that too, I was just doing my research on it. I was like, man, it sounded like you had like a collective because you talked about you had, you know, you you came from a high school that was very also supportive of your entrepreneurial endeavors. So it kind of helped you kind of start forming your own record label and, and just start collaborating with people, producing, recording people in your area. And, uh, you know, you talked about the artists you had a chance to work with and it just, it sounded like you had your, like, was it like a collective that you had of you and your friends kind of like coming together making music and putting stuff out there? Or was that kind of like some of the beginnings of you just kind of tapping into this becoming a performing artist and to the saint panther that we know today yeah it was all of that i had i was part of several like local collectives and and we would all try to build our own thing and and same that exposes you to your own journey in that and and building your community as just yourself which for me at the time was like recording people around me was like such a way to bring everyone into like a meeting place where like we go to this house to make music or we just go there to have fun, whatever. But it's just kind of like just building community wherever you are. You know, we would like bring our laptops to the park too. And like all of us would just like get together and jam like at whatever park, like recording this shit outside. Like shit was wild like that. We just made it happen wherever we were. But, but yeah, those were early musical memories for me, for sure. Where like you're starting to find community and like make it in your mind too. 
Oh my goodness, I love it. Shout out to the art collectors out there. You know, I, I was a part of a few of those my, myself throughout high school, college, and stuff like that. And, you know, I still have my group of friends that I keep in contact with now through a, through a group chat. And how important that is just from a creative resource to have those trusted peers and friends that you can tap in with and, uh, you know, get creative with, share ideas with, get inspiration from. You know, it's, it's always cool to have your artist inspirations from like, you know, ex- external, you know, music that you're experiencing in your household and whatnot and, and just uh, that you're listening to on your own. But then also, if you have that peer group too, it's it's super stoked. You know, it's super awesome to, to get yourself stoked. You know, about continuing to create and being around that creative atmosphere. So I can only imagine how how amazing it was uh, for you. And actually, this kind of brings me to my next point too for you, uh, Saint Panther. You know, what was that standout moment in your life that made you want to start creating? Like, really start getting it's super interested in creating music. I know you had you, you had the peer group. So was it kind of like moments where like, okay, this is where I want to start creating music as like this Saint Panther project and I want to get very serious about making this a career. Uh, what were those what were those what was that timeline for you um, throughout school and, and just to where you are now? I think it was when I started sharing stuff on SoundCloud and realizing that like people were starting to write to me like resonating with this stuff and just kind of seeing like that builds a community outside of where you like locally are. So that for me was like such a oh, we got to keep doing this moment because we're bringing people in and it, it means something more than what you thought it meant, you know, like just just sharing, you know. But for me, there was one moment where someone that ended up being like a longtime friend of mine, he was just like a complete stranger in the moment. It was like right when I started putting my first songs at St. Panther out and then he found me on Facebook and was like, are you St. Panther? And I'm like, yeah yeah and he just like had made like a whole art piece like a painting for like this one of the first songs like he was hearing from me he's like yeah this song I heard inspired this painting and he told me like a whole long story of like why he resonated with it and I'm like that's wild you know like that was like the first time someone told me like I'm connecting to this so that was you know early confirmations that like you're making music that people connect to. Oh, well, do you remember those earlier songs that you were uploading? Maybe like the first few tracks or what have you that, that you saw, you started noticing maybe the numbers were like kind of going up or maybe just the responses on comments or whatever were kind of more like in- engaging on these certain songs. Do you remember what that song was or songs were? Man, I was making a bunch of like random beats and just starting to like rap on them. But there were like songs like jeez uh let me think there was one song be somebody where i did like a rap over a little uh a mr carmack beat okay (laughs) and and i was like damn this song kind of goes off and then one of my friends who was like listening to sicker music at the time who wasn't just like saying anything sick was like nah this is this is pretty tight and then a bunch send it to a bunch of other people a bunch of other people are like oh this is sick and i'm kind of like starting to see you know that people flock to it, which is cool. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see why. That's something I picked up on too when I when I listen to your music. You know, I think even about we'll get into it in a moment, but infrastructure, just the the singing, but the in, but then also into the like the rapping and a lot of some of your other records that you do that as well. And I think that's really really interesting about your style and how you do it so um, you know smoothly as far as just like the the switching between the two different styles and it's all like one flawless you know intuitive motion when it comes to your music. There's no like oh this is the section where there's the rapper. 
or this is a section where there's more of a jazz and R&B element. No, it's just all like one consistent flow. Very, very unique here. And I think, you know, this is another question I want to ask you. Like in the beginning when you were creating music, was it always your intent to play multiple instruments? Was it always your intent to want to include rapping and singing and just all sorts of other elements or even jazz? All these blends were so natural because I'm remembering those first moments of like what my mind defined as producing music. I was in a room in high school sitting with like a friend that was a rapper. I had an indie band at the time, which was like kind of like the other side of my brain. It was like surf rock kind of music when I got together with them. And for whatever reason, we all thought, let's combine it all. Like, and this is like in like 2011, 2012, where we're like, let's combine like the sound of the XX with like Kanye West kind of sound. And these were just things we're listening to. So like I was listening to like Ratatat and all these like different like contemporary artists while I'm listening to hip hop, R&B, jazz, and all these elements are like pieces of us that we listen to. So it was kind of like early on and plus all the instruments I had around me in my room and just naturally I was picking up piano, guitar, bass, and drums already by that time. So these are the just all the musical elements around you and you're just like, I'm going to use what I have. And I started on Logic and just kind of started like experimenting with like just all this stuff around me, all the, all the stuff I'm ingesting, which, you know, that was just natural. Like all the things I liked the most were the things that I wanted to be able to make. I can only just imagine. This is just you saying mixing, having the vibe of like mixing the XX with, with Kanye West. That right there already got me hooked right there. Like if that was like the tagline for for any artists coming up or whatever, I would have like, okay, I got to check this out. Whatever this is, I got to experience it. So I love to hear that you had that outlook and have that openness to, to, to just so many different genres, because I've always felt like being able to really appreciate each different genre of music is like being able to speak a different language. And yeah. um, that's like a secret ability that not to me, people really can like, they can say that they like other songs, but sometimes people like they have a hard time adjusting to another type of song or genre of music. So to really appreciate all the different elements of each different genre, I think is super dope and special. So again, that's that's one thing I caught up on with your style and your sound is just, it's so blended with so many different things and so many different elements. So I think it's, uh, I think it's super dope. And I mean, this, this brings me to my next question here, talking about infrastructure, which to me is a really phenomenal record. I mean, I know you guys, Oh, a lot you, of res response from so many different people on that one. But when you wrote Infrastructure, do you have a feeling that it was going to take off the way that it did? And by taking off, I mean connecting with so many people the way that it connected with, but as well as, you know, landing on Insecure, uh, the, the TV series during, uh, I believe that was season four uh, episode, uh, I want to say one or two? Yeah, that, that was like the first opening episode of that season, which was like such a, you never think songs are going to go beyond your room. So, but I really, with that song, I had just come back from tour and I was like having such an energy. Like I was just ready to manifest the best. And I was just writing in the shittiest, tiniest room. And as soon as I hit that, cause I did something insane. I literally brought like my drum set into this crack in between like my desk and my bed. And I'm like, whatever music comes of this, like <laughs> it's going to have a feeling, you know what I mean? Like I was in it. And as soon as I like did the drum beat and the bass line and the keys, like, cause I wrote that song on like a keyboard, I was like singing the melody and I'm like, nah, man, you're like, you're starting to step into your sound. And, and this is like an exciting song to me. I just liked the song. Like it was so fun to like make and listen to as I was making it. So I was like, there's no way like that people aren't going to connect with this. Cause I love this song. And 
it, you know, you have like a feeling as it's happening, but you, you let go of like whatever expectation. I think stopping thinking about it and just like making it really, yeah, it, I definitely had a feeling there. Oh, hell yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah. And you know what? You said something that quite a few other artists that we've spoke to for the Golden Voice podcast have said the same thing. They were in a shitty apartment, a small room, but they made this banger. Sleigh Bells kind of had like that same feeling. We talked to them earlier for the podcast. And then also Uffy, um, these other artists as well, said the same thing. When they made their first like breakout singles, they had that same type of just environment and then they just created something out of almost necessity is the word I'm looking for. You kind of yeah. just take what you have, what you know and your experience and then you just go all in on it. And I think that's so fucking dope to hear because that record, again, when I heard like back on my bullshit was a first entry point for me, but you know, infrastructure was like, okay, this is, I'm hooked now. Okay. Like you got me oh, thank on, you, man. On, on, on bomb, but then I'm hooked on this record right here. I need more St. Panther. And uh, that is so phenomenal here. Now, when you, when you get featured in something like Insecure, do you kind of get like, you know, like uh you like a, was that a actor credit or something like that? Or like a, or performing uh, some song credit or something like that, or, or something you get invited to the Emmys or something like that down the line or whatever i think i got a, like a little soundtrack credit on insecure because it ended up being a part of the soundtrack so that that was a cool little thing you know like to just be part of of the show in that way but yeah no that was it i get a little i get a little sync credit you know in the world there you go if you google me it's it's somewhere on a website now now going on to here to to your ep that you released in 2020 which was these days you know and that I want to say coming off, coming off of, you know, the success of infrastructure and everything else you've been doing, um, you know, was this kind of like your first official like EP that you put out there um, as far as like not just on SoundCloud, but like really put out there marketing behind it and really like, OK, this is the St. Panther EP. Was this like the first official one for you? Yeah, this was like the first full experience of a rollout EP for me, which was it was good because I feel like I finally landed on music that represented all the different sides of of how I make music, which felt like this is the first one. This is a good way to to give it to people. So yeah, because when I listen, it felt like it just felt like a debut of something, and 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 just like okay, this is like this sounds like an official body of work coming from 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 you. And I was kind of curious to know, you know, as you were releasing that, what were you looking to showcase about yourself? beyond just, okay, I know I have a song like Infrastructure, but what were you really trying to showcase to listeners, a new audience, and even your core now uh, about yourself coming into this project? Because there is a bit of a backstory to these days, both in the title and then also what each songs mean uh, to you. Yeah. I mean, I definitely wanted to create music that people could connect to on a bigger level and kind of find their own meanings with. But what, like personally, I went into hoping that I find a way to tie all these elements of of my musical identity in a way that's like digestible to people because I exactly pulling all those different styles and all those different sounds you can like end up a million different places and, and try to figure out how you're gonna say who you are to all these people and for me yeah that was that was mainly figuring that out and and getting that as close to presentable as I could. <laughs> so that that definitely was like the mission there. For that project, you know, in particular, you know, when I think about, you know, just just like the body of work and like, though, it, you know, it's only roughly six songs, it's still like it's just a good representation of like, you know, for, for our listeners here, it's just a great representation of you and just like, you know, a lot of the stuff that 
that makes you very special, such a unique, you know, identity and sound about how you present your music. I mean, to you, to for for yourself personally, what was that maybe uh, favorite song that you had on that on that project that you enjoyed, like the recording, writing, and, and just overall creation process? What do you? What was that song for you? I think Highway because Highway was such a like co-producing experience with Nate Mercero, who helped me out with that whole EP. We were both just like bouncing off like crazy just producer ideas and that was just like building those new soundscapes was just so exciting and like working with equipment you hadn't before it makes you hear things in a different way so that that one just like had so many like days of like making that song as weird as we could and it was so fun i feel you on that one yeah no and and just again i again just listening to you talk about it just makes me just appreciate even more just the fact that you're just so open to you know the way that your 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 creation of your songs and just again you're like so you don't seems like you put any limits on yourself. That's what I feel like I'm kept, kept taking away here. You don't put any limits. You don't put any restrictions. You don't go like oh well okay uh, 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 I don't know indie song is supposed to sound like this. And you're supposed to play this chords or you know if you're doing if I'm gonna rap I gotta have this many bars in my rap or whatever. Like you don't seem to put limits on yourself. You kind of go limitless here and 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 I and I like that about it because again just that expression that you put into your work it's just it's just super 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 dope here and you know and 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 I want to know now about the live performances for you because I watched quite a few of your you know YouTube videos for your live performances. I just saw one last night, literally up to two in the morning, watching the uh, the, the 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 Jazz Mafia uh, performance you did for These Days, the song These Days. Um, oh, they're thought, an awesome group. Man. Yes, they're so, insane. So dope. It shot very well. So I want to take it back a little bit though. Going back to 2018, you performed at one of our iconic Golden Voice venues, the Roxy, with nothing nowhere and i'm just kind of curious to know back in 2018 coming into that venue for that show what do you remember about that show what do you remember about that venue oh my god man okay well just the the back green room of that night was like we had nothing nowhere there i'm opening which is the most random thing that could be happening there and then Pete Wentz is in one green room and then we have slug we have slug Christ from awful records I'm pretty sure in the other green room and I'm just like what is going on tonight like where what world multiverse did we just step into but it was sick that's what I remember about that night is it was just such a a random night where so many different people were coming together and everyone was so kind and 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 it was a sick ass venue to play to like my my friends pulled up that was cool and sing like kids that had come from another show on that tour. They were like, we're going to see you in LA too. And I was like, oh, for sure. And then they really came. It was like a group of them. I was like, damn, that's sick. So yeah, it was an it was a fun night at the Roxy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I've, I've heard some similar stories about you. Just you come there, and if you if you go backstage or whatever, and you just you just never know who you're gonna see back there, or maybe if you, you people on the guest list, you just never know like yeah, who's gonna come through. Like at the, it's it just it's just like a, a thing. Like for a venue that that's so iconic and special, it just holds onto that. So you know you gotta just you gotta just step in there and just have some type of moment. So for you to perform there, do you remember like those earlier songs that you were performing at that time? 
time um, and just like the the feeling of preparing for that show too. Just like, do you, do you remember what that was like for you back then? Yeah, literally. It was so funny because I got picked up by a management maybe like a month or so before that. And she was the one that put me on that tour saying like, yo, I have this tour coming up if you want to get on it right away. So I'm like, oh my God, I need new music. So I wrote like what, like six, seven new songs, like an EP and threw it on SoundCloud and like uploaded this other EP that I had sitting and it was like I was performing these two EPs like just like frantically like <laughs> on the fly just like ready to go but it was fun I loved those songs and I, I thought about recently revisiting them because there was this one song in the air that one's on SoundCloud uh there's Tanya. There's a song Saint Mode someone tweeted about the other day. I was like, damn, these old songs are kind of sick. Like, it'd be cool to, to reinvent them, maybe. Yeah, no. You, I feel like you're your type of artist that you would go back to some of your older stuff. You maybe find, like, a part in there. You'll have, like, a whole new section, another groove that you can kind of tap into. So, yeah, I, I hope you do. I just hope you do. Maybe you give us some B-sides. Uh, yeah, B-sides. Yeah. I love that stuff. I would love it, too, St. Bamba. Absolutely. And now, fast forward now, still talking about the live performances. In 2021, you performed at Firefly, uh, which is part of our, you know, good family here within AEG, uh, you know, um, so so what was it like for you to perform at Firefly, you know, coming off of a, a pandemic where things were shut down for so long and now you get back on that stage? Um, what was that experience like for you? Firefly was so blessed, man. Like that day fell on the anniversary of the friend that I wrote these days about who had passed away. And that day was so blessed. We played two sets, both super good. The energy was amazing like getting to meet the people that knew the lyrics to the songs first times I'm seeing people sing those lyrics back like that was amazing you know and like such a like incredible first experience to go from not having played shows for over a year to like a festival of that nature was just it was magical, man. It was really good to be around people again in that way. You know, um, one more question I guess I got to have for you about just your live is what's that setup like for you? What's the, what are those go-to instruments? Because you you, you seem like because you're a multi-instrumentalist, uh, you know, what is that go-to setup for you performing live? It depends on the music that I'm playing. I'm one of those, you know, crazy ones that tries to literally get every single instrument that was on the record up there and tries to get every pedal and every element of sound design that was on the record somehow live so for me this last run it looked like having like a wah pedal for the guitar because I added it a lot in like the production and then this Fender P bass that has been so true for every track so I just kind of brought that and then um yeah you know my drum kit whatever drum kit it, it's got to be like half shitty half half nice sounding and yeah, whatever mics are there, but you know, I try to try to bring everything that I have on the record usually, but if not, then, you know, we can flex whatever, as long as the instruments are there, you know. Thinking about the future here and, you know, going into 2022, just projecting outward just a little bit, you know, when you think about the latest singles you just released, which is Problems and, you know, Real Love Takes Time. I really love the, the record Problems and, and, and just, just the way that that, again, just the sound of that song is so dope, you know. What do you expect or what can fans expect from your sound in 2022? And I'm really highlighting the sound part because, again, that's the best way I can describe you. You're, you're, everything that you do, the sound of it is just so amazing. So, like, what can fans expect from the St. Panther sound in 2022? It's growing and it's going to only continue to go a bunch of different directions. And it's really next year is a year about 
showing how many different directions this music goes in and I'm excited to share it all but the sonics are going up I'm learning more about you know craft and arranging this and producing and all of that knowledge is just like evident in the music that's coming next so that is what folks can look forward to and there's a lot of cool people in the mix that I've been working with that I'm really excited to share some songs with so Get excited, bro. Yes. Oh, yes. St. Panther, my goodness. This is so fun. You know, I have a dream. I got to say, I got, I, got, I got a little dream, a little fantasy book in here. And I'm not, I got to put a little precursor here. I'm not a talent buyer here at Golden Voice, but I do have a fantasy book in here. I would love to see a lineup where like, and then maybe this can lead into like a little mini project. Again, this is just fantasy world, all right? Let, let me just be a fan and just fantasize a little bit. Of, Let's go. Of St. Panther coming together, collaborating on some guitar, beats, everything with St. Vincent. I'm telling you. I think oh it's just, my God. Stop I'm just, playing with me. It's Stop playing the, with me. The Saints. That's, that's the name of the project. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's a little fantasy booking right here. I would love to see it. That's just, just one thing for me personally, selfishly. I just got to put that out there, right? But no, I'm telling we'll you. We'll manifest it. We'll yeah. manifest it. Yes, yes. My hands are being held tightly, praying to the festival <laughs> and music gods right now. St. Panther, it is truly an honor to speak to you right now. And I got to say, no bullshit. I really have a great feeling about what you're going to do next. So I'm so I'm so thankful to be able to speak to you right now because as you continue to evolve and grow, I'm going to be like, damn, I had a chance to speak to St. Panther, you know, and look at where she's at now. Just it's, it's so amazing about what you're doing. So just continue to be out there killing it, doing amazing work and creating just amazing songs and, and writing you know amazing lyrics and just the production. You know, we have nothing but love and support for you over here at Golden Voice and myself personally. I just want to see you, continue to see you win out here. So, you know, if anything we can do for you, just let us know. But St. Panther, thank you so much for the time. Jarvis, you are amazing, man. And equally, I'm always here to equally support. Thank you for supporting me the way that you have and connecting to the music the way that you have. It is equally an honor for me, man. And I want to see you win too. So I hope you also continue to win because you are a wonderful energy. And there you have it. Just like that, the conversation with SP St. Panther, it was so damn dope. I just love that ending right there. That's the way we're going to end this season one right here with that dope interview, man. Big shout out to St. Panther for just coming through and chopping up with us and speaking with us. And I just love hearing her come up story. I love hearing about how she was getting together with her friends and just creating music and just being free in a sense of just what they were experimenting with, with the sound. I mean, just the whole entire description of like taking elements of the XX and taking elements of like Kanye West music and kind of bringing it all together to make their own sound and, and stuff like that. And that's kind of the vibes of the music at the time. And just other things that she was doing with her friends during her come up phases and just creating and experimenting, being open to just new ideas. It's so fitting for her sound that she has now. So it's just awesome to kind of hear that. So that was definitely one of my favorite parts of her interview. There's so much greatness with her music. And if you want to go ahead and check in with St. Panther's music, all you got to do is hit up the streaming services, Spotify, Apple, etc. to check out all of her music. There's definitely a link to it in the show notes of this episode, but the These Days EP is a great starting point. But then also you can check out those awesome new singles that she has between Problems, Greatness, and Places as 
as well. So much great music coming from St. Panther. Matter of fact, I would love to know what's your favorite St. Panther song because my favorite and go-to song from St. Panther is Back of My Bullshit, B-O-M-B. That song is super phenomenal, but I would love to know what is yours. Uh, what, what was that song that really caught your attention from St. Panther? Most definitely. But of course, her music isn't the only way that you can check out St. Panther. You can definitely tap in with St. Panther through social media because she's on there. You can check her out on Instagram, which is at St. Panther on Instagram. She's SP at SP on Twitter for that one. But then also on Facebook, it's just St. Panther as well for Facebook. So again, Instagram is at St. Panther. Twitter, it's at SP. And then Facebook, it's simply at St. Panther as well on that platform too. So definitely tap in with St. Panther. And then she has her website as well, which is simply stpanther.com. Once again, that's stpanther.com. And I'm telling you, man, St. Panther is so phenomenal. I cannot wait to see what she does next. There's so much greatness coming from her. She's definitely one of those artists that I'm going to be checking out and continue to look into and just seeing the progression that she continues to make with her music and her sound. Because again, there's so many lanes that she can go in. There's so many pockets that she gets into. And uh, the fact that she's just very versatile and just very open-minded to her, to her creation and craft of her music lets me know that she is only at the tip of what she has coming as far as just what she can do with her skill sets and her talents. So definitely as an artist, I'm going to keep my eye on for this year as well. Absolutely. And like always, I always like to check in with you at the end of each and every episode as this is the last outro for season one of the Golden Voice podcast. And I have to say, this has been an amazing journey for us to be able to do this project here for the Golden Voice podcast team for myself. It's been an amazing 14 weeks to just connect with you. And that's been the goal for this entire project. You know, it's never been about trying to maybe, you know, monetize something or try to sell you something. Okay. Like the, the goal of this has been about just connecting. So the fact that you have always tuned in with us, given us a chance, given me a chance to connect with you, chop it up with you. It's been really awesome. I mean, this this has been a very you know unique project for the entire Golden Voice team. And uh, the fact that we kind of stepped out of our out of our comfort zones a little bit and we just did something different. And I would just uh, appreciate that y'all just kind of going with us on this journey right here. So, you know, if you had a chance to check out all the episodes, you only checked out maybe a couple episodes or whatever, no matter what, I just appreciate you just giving us the time because again, I say it a lot and I mean it a lot. It's just the truth, man. The time that you give to us, it means a lot. And, um, you know, I got to say as well, you know, that we are currently working on laying out the foundation for season two of the Golden Voice podcast. You know, we are definitely looking to continue this on, you know, so so if, if you are out there, you have some maybe some guests that you would like to see come to the Golden Voice podcast. I know there's always in the comments about Gary Tovar coming to the podcast and we love to have Gary Tovar come to the Golden Voice podcast. Of course, we want Gary Tovar to come to the Golden Voice podcast. We actually sent him some uh some uh some pitches way back in the day i'm talking about 2020 so hopefully you know he's a busy man so hopefully we can get gary on here eventually but um you know if you have some uh, some guests that you love to see come to the golden voice podcast hey go ahead and let us know through your five star rating and comment about the podcast on your favorite podcast platform because we would love to hear from you okay and then of course you know you can hit us up through social media that's facebook instagram and twitter simply at golden voice and then of course you can tap in with us at goldenvoice.com once again that's golden voice com along with the social media but we love to hear from you and of course now you know it goes without saying a major major 
major, 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 major shout out to our Golden Voice podcast team, okay? Because this podcast team, this is not, you know, they, they have their regular things they have to do on the day to day. And it is not necessarily the podcast or the fact that they came through and supported me on this unique project. I cannot say it enough. Thank you to the Golden Voice podcast team. That is our executive producers who were down with me from the jump uh, for this podcast, from the original internal podcast day to this public version right here. That's our executive producers, Amanda and Rhea. Big shout out to them. That's our marketing team who has helped me put this podcast together to make it more presentable, to have a real rollout plan because my original marketing plan was just to holler out the window and use a couple of hashtags talking about a podcast. But no, thanks to these amazing people, there actually was a legitimate marketing rollout plan. So big shout out to Lindsay, big shout out to Kristen, big shout out to Moppy, Maddie, and Savannah for all contributing to just everything for the Golden Voice podcast. Absolutely. When it comes to artwork and creative, I got to give a big shout out to Saish and Trevor. Thank you all so much for lending your your creativity your vision your your skill sets you know everything that y'all do i mean i know y'all be working with so many other things so the fact that y'all came through and provided just some great guidance and insight and just your creativity to this project it was highly appreciated so a big shout out to both of y'all absolutely and then to our press team that is shay and taji holding it down you know i appreciate y'all so much for just helping me get those press releases together helping me come up with a media kit and all that stuff like that and just kind of you know just providing the insight as well again my, my my original plans for announcing anything was again hollering out the window so you the marketing team the creative team our executive producers all helped bring this project together so a big shout out to every single person that was part of the golden voice podcast team and then of course the people behind the scenes that you know that that tap in is just the gv leadership out here much appreciated to everyone that's on the leadership board of golden voice and uh you know just again giving this giving me a chance to kind of do something with this project that you know didn't actually have any monetary uh goals or monetary uh game but you know it was just something brand new to bring to our, our team our, our company our organization our culture our community and our fans here within golden voice so again a big shout out to y'all and then of course you know another big thank you goes to all of our podcast guests for season one Thank all of y'all for coming to our podcast and being a part of this. Thank y'all so much for just being open to share your experiences, to 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 want to be open to this idea for this project right here. Um, again, I, I know probably seeing Golden Voice uh, for a podcast in your inbox is a little bit different from if you if you had a chance to work with us. So to each and every single special guest of season one, thank you all so much for just giving me a little bit of your time, sharing your story and just being open about your journey. That's Sleigh Bells, that's Cam Girl, that's Uffy, that's Sizzy Rocket, Yell, Jameson, Brick, Bianca Ray, Cole Kushner, Saint Panther, Thank you all so much for coming to the podcast and being with us for this journey, being with us on this ride right here. It means a lot. Ah, so I'm going to do this for the end of season one here until we do it again for season two and we keep on moving. But here we go. If you don't know by now, this is the Golden Voice Podcast. I am your host, Jarvis Smith. It's been an amazing season one and I'm out.